What's up, y'all? Welcome back into the Lacrosse Bucket Podcast. A special episode today that I wanted to to do just based on questions that I have been getting over the past month or so. Um, we haven't done a mailbag in a while, so I'm going to do pick that up again this off season. But uh, you know, not having done a, a mailbag in a while, gotten some questions, recruiting wise, decided you know what I will uh, you know hop on here, and we will uh, we will look at the uh, recruiting landscape. We're mostly going to look at 23s as the 22 cycle has kind of calmed down. Um, it's not completely over. We've still had some movement here in recent weeks. Um, yeah. Charlie Long, a really good defensive midfielder out of St. Christopher's in Virginia, uh, verbaled to Air Force um, the other day. Um, actually, I think that was uh, last Friday when he pulled the trigger on that one. Sam Erickson, defenseman at Taft, uh, committed to Colgate recently. Uh, Jack Joyner, midfielder out of Academy of the New Church, Pennsylvania, heading to Drexel. So we've had some movement there in the uh, in the twenty two class, uh, but you know not not much at all. As you know, guys are more or less locked in, sealed, delivered. Uh, Hayden Downs, defenseman out of of Macaulay in Tennessee, uh, flipped from Hofstra to North Carolina uh, back in early March, the biggest move that's been made in the 22 cycle uh, since the new year. Uh, You know, still have guys that are signing the NLIs, I believe, that that cycle is still open, but uh, most guys are locked in, sealed, delivered, you know, know where they're going to go. and have signed on the dotted line. Uh, you know, we have guys making their post-grad decisions if they are doing a PGU um, elsewhere. So, got guys who've made that so far already. Um, so, for this, we're going to stick with the, excuse me, 2022, oh, 23 cycle um, and what is going on there. And uh, first question that I got was just kind of like uh, generalized. Just said, you know, what is going on in the 23 cycle? Um, Commitments, decommitments as of late. Um, So, yeah, I mean, we have had some movement in the 23 class uh, recently. Uh, Usually February, no, January, February, March, you don't get a ton um, of, of movement. You don't get a ton of maybe, I would say, major movement, especially. Um, as the seasons get going, as the seasons uh, start and kind of hit that middle peak. Uh, but, you know, April, May, June, July, certainly you get a lot of movement in uh, on the recruiting front. Certainly with, you know, seasons winding down, uh, coaches can get out and go to some of these state championship games, uh, go to you know, the Geico High School Nationals, go see these guys, uh, different events than obviously the summer. They're always on on the trail. Uh, a couple movements that we've had this spring in terms of decommitments. Um, in February, Alex Gatto, a really good attackman out of Roslyn in New York, flipped from Boston U 
to Michigan. You also had uh, Walker Schwartz, LSM out of Georgetown Academy in Pennsylvania, uh, flipped from Villanova to Cornell. And then uh, most recently, uh, Owen Umansky, a face-off man out of Governor's Academy in Massachusetts, there in the ISL, uh, flipped from Ohio State to Harvard. A really, really good pickup there for Jerry Bone and company. Um, as they get a face-off guy who's been, you know, really j- just kind of unbelievable uh, here, you know, his first season uh, in the ISL with Governor's Academy. I can't remember where he was um, last year, but just transferred in, you know, back in the fall to Governor's Academy and, and has been really, really good there uh, for them through uh, kind of this early season if you will, you know, also plays quarterback in football. Uh, they're uh, just really good, you know, high IQ guy. Uh, you know, you have to have that athleticism and the IQ to play quarterback. He brings that to the lacrosse field. Uh, really solid get there for uh, Jerry Bone and the Crimson. Uh, Ohio State also, uh, you know, th- you know they-, they lose a guy, but they also gain a guy uh, over the past week with – Chase uh, Chase Band, uh, 23 attackman out of Boris School in Maryland, uh, committing to the Buckeyes. Kind of two things to stand out about him when you watch his film is his off-ball play in terms of how he moves off-ball and, you know, what he can do as a as kind of a, as an off-ball shooter and, you know, get himself open and get those good looks on cage. But then also uh, he rides very, like, very tough. Uh, when you watch high school guys, that's always something I like to watch with the attackman. It's like, okay, how hard, how tough do they ride? And, uh, you know, Chase Band, you watch him play and haven't watched, uh, I think, was it one or two Bulls games this year? Um, and then obviously, you know, seeing his film there on, on, on Huddle and whatnot, he rides like no tomorrow. So, um, and, and really a good pickup there for Ohio State. And they like, you know, Nick Myers, well, we coach likes a riding attackman, but. Nick Miles always seems to find those guys that, you know, not only can put the ball in the back of the net, but are, are going to turn right around and, and are going to hack, uh, you know, hack the other side going all the way up the field. And uh, they get another guy like that in Chase Band. So that's a little bit of kind of the recent movement. Um, obviously, the, the Umansky and uh, Schwartz flips from Ohio State to Hollywood, Villanova, Cornell, uh, kind of the most notable movement if you will, um, coming out of the last month or so. Um, and then Chase Band uh, being, uh, you know, looking at the recent commitments here in the 23 class. Uh, really the most notable commitment, if you will, there. We've also had Trevor uh, in the 23 class, I should say. Trevor Preston, a defenseman out of Legend, Colorado, uh, committed to Bryant. Ryan Dodge, a good defenseman out of Victor, uh, they're in upstate New York, uh, committed to Stony Brook. Also, uh, those are both early April uh, commitments as well. Um, really not too, too much has gone down in recent weeks, um, or, or past month, I should say. Uh, you know, may, not much you know, major news has been had in terms of the uh, recruiting trail 
over the past month or so, really since uh, things really died down there. And, you know, after December, you kind of things died down. As I said, you get, you get a little bit of action, not too much, um, you know, not too much major action in February, but you get some, and then you get some in March and April, but things really start to pick back up. You know, this time of year, late April, uh, mid, late April, early May, uh, June, July, obviously, uh, there you have the dead period there in the summer as well. And then, you know, the 24s will be uh, starting their cycle there on September 1st. So a lot of, of time going into, uh, you know, what's left of this 23 cycle. Obviously, we're still going to have kids, uh, some kids making moves here this time next year, but uh, not a ton of like notable movements, a, a lot of notable movements, if you will, here in recent uh, weeks over the past month. So there's a little, hope that was in-depth enough. I, I tried to hit on on some things, and obviously I haven't watched. I'm not an expert on every single high school class player. I haven't watched every single game of every player that I just talked about. Uh, but, you know, Umansky, uh band, two guys I certainly have seen multiple times this year um, on, on film, getting the chance to do that uh, there as well uh, as a couple other guys there that I've, I've been able to watch. Uh, this season recently making moves. So hopefully that was, you know, answered the question there and gave y'all a good overview of kind of how things are going right now. Slower, you know, but still some action going on. Not a ton of major action, uh, though, if you will. Now, one question, and, and we're going to kind of spend the rest of the time on this one, is, uh, you know, one question I've gotten by three people, actually, is uh, in three different ways is you know the ivy league is, is doing very good uh, on the field this season um you look at well, let's go to the latest inside lacrosse rankings and you know you, you look at those latest rankings and you have princeton at number three <clears throat> you have cornell at number eight and Yale at number nine. So you have three teams in the top 10. Oh, Yale's at number 10, excuse me. Uh, so you have three teams in the top 10. Penn at 13, Brown at 14, Harvard at 17. So uh, you have six of the seven Ivy lacrosse playing Ivy League schools there in the top 20. Uh, that's really good. That is really, really good. Um, the question I've been getting is, you know, how is how 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 are they doing recruiting wise? Is this going to be something that they can keep up? Um, well, I don't know if we're going to see six teams in the top twenty every year, three teams in the top ten every year, every week. I I don't know that. Um, it it, it could be possible, but you know, I've said before, I don't think that's for, really for any conference outside of the ACC and the Big Ten where you have those athletes constantly um i don't think that's that's very plausible uh but the ivy league has done a really really good job of recruiting um not only the 23 class but the 22 class as well when you go to insidelacrosse.com you go to the recruiting database they do you know, a great job with that much better than i could do i don't i don't know all that technolo technological stuff 
Uh, but they do a great job with that. And, uh, you know, the rankings and, and everything, uh, th- those guys do a phenomenal job. Uh, but they're kind of recruiting the class rankings, I guess you could say right now, uh, in the 22 class. Virginia's number one. Maryland is number two. Georgetown three. Syracuse is number four. Duke is five. So no Ivies in the top five. Okay, that doesn't matter. Um, Princeton's at seven. Cornell is at nine. And Harvard is at 10. Penn is at 12. Yale is at 15. Uh, So you have a number of Ivy League programs in that top 15 there in the recruiting rankings. Dartmouth is listed as 27 as well. So the recruiting cycle has been doing has, has been really good to uh, the, the the Ivy League over the past uh, couple of cycles. Um, and then you know in the twenty three class you have Princeton at, at, at number four, so they have a top five class. Cornell is number two, uh, they have a top three class. Penn is also there at number five, so very good for uh, those three programs and what they've done. Um, Brown is at 11, Dartmouth at 14. Really good what those classes have done there and what a number of these Ivies have done. Uh, the two I want to kind of hit on the most here is, um, you know, what the, uh, you, you know, the, the one team I think is the most intriguing to me is Princeton um, and secondly Cornell. So Princeton uh, they're 20, and we're going to focus, you know, the, the 22 class, they've got an upper, they, you know, got one five-star guy, according to Inside Class, Andrew uh, uh, McMeekin, a face-off guy out of the Episcopal Academy there uh, in uh, Pennsylvania, I believe. Okay, yes. I always make sure, there's like, there's like 50 Episcopals, I get them all confused. Um, I mean, come on, guys, think of a better name. Uh, but what, what, you know, one thing and kind of two guys that I've been able to see, see a lot in this class um, that, that kind of intrigued me is at the Ellison position. Cooper Kistler um, is a uh, California native. He was a, uh, a, a Brown commit, flipped to Princeton this past fall. Uh, he's, a, he's a West Coast guy from California, but playing at uh, Westminster School there uh, for uh, Ryan Curtis, former Vermont head coach. He's a really, really good LSM. Uh, not only is he you know, you know, kind of that defensive, uh, you know, can, can play defense and be a guy there, but also that kind of new wave of LSM, I think, where you got to be able to play offense as well. And he can certainly get that done. Um, and he's one of a number of guys from, you know, the West Coast, if you will, that Princeton has in this class. Uh, you also have Quinn Kramer, uh, who is a really good attackman there out of Washington. He's listed as a four-star guy in the class there. Uh, Zach Friedman uh, is a Princeton commit flipped from Syracuse uh, over the summer defenseman out of Ralston Valley in Colorado. Ian Mize is a midfielder that I like a lot, uh, St. Mark's School uh, of, of Texas down there in the um, the Dallas area uh, where St. Mark's is, and he's been, you know, really good uh, for that program. And then Nick Crawley, uh, Canadian guy uh, out of uh, Christ School 
uh, North Carolina. He's a Canadian native, Ontario native, playing at Christ's school there in North Carolina. I've gotten to see him a lot. Again, a really good LSM that can do a lot of, a lot of damage on both ends. He's more, from what I've seen of him, more of a defensive-minded LSM, if you will, from what I've been able to see of him, um, at least these past couple seasons, but can also you know, make that transition and, and, and make an impact there um, in transition offensively as well. Um, the 23 class for Princeton, I think, is even better. Like, like if if Princeton's twenty two class is, I don't know. I'm trying to think of a of an analogy here. Um, it, it, it's just it, it is insane. The Princeton twenty three class is, is what I'll say. Like Colin Bones, uh, the, the kid at Georgetown Prep is absolutely you know blazing speed, blazing speed. Um, really, just a a a, a impact player. A uh, guy that you know could make an impact from day one. He's a top. Uh, he's ranked as the number sixteen player in the class by IL. Uh, you also have Tucker Wade, who you know a midfielder actually uh, will graduate from Bullis this year. He's going to play uh, in uh, Australia uh, next year, uh, doing a gap year, I guess, in Australia, and then going to be at Princeton as a twenty-three. Another good offensive guy. Uh, but then, like this midfield, especially for me, is is where I was where you know I start salivating. Tucker Wade, Carson Kramer, another West Coast guy there uh, out of Lake Washington High School in Washington, uh, Washington State. This uh, midfield class with him in it, with Tucker Wade there, and then you also look at Brody uh, Brody Upton, a guy out of Noble and uh, Glenough School uh, there. In Massachusetts, this is a, a, a midfield class that is really, really good what they have there at the midfield. And then you look at the, uh, you know, Colin Bones at the attack spot, just blazing speed there. Hunter Spies, a really good defenseman out of Brunswick School. Um, and, and then I think the guy that kind of highlights this one, for me at least, on the defensive end is Colin Vickley. And, you know, Vickley was a guy, a 22 commit to Notre Dame, uh, you know, reclassified. Uh, well, he had decided to re- reclassify uh, back in, I think it was was after he committed Notre Dame. So around, was it this time, or like the winter of 2020, 2021, decides to, to reclass, is going to take a fifth, uh, take a post-grad year um, there. He's at Culver right now and uh, was initially committed to Notre Dame. And he flips to Princeton, and, and he's the goalie in this class. And, you know, he's been one of the better goalies on the high school scene um, for, for a number of years, for a number of years now, um, he's been been compared. Uh, you know, he, I think it was when I when I talked to him back when he committed, he, he had told me he's like, he's like, I've been compared to you know Syracuse legend, you know John Galloway, Navy legend Mickey Jarbo. Um, I mean, that, that this is a really big time goalie that if he can translate to the college level, is going to be a special player. So Matt Madelon. Uh, Princeton doing a heck of a job on the recruiting trail. Um, now, moving to Cornell. Um, Cornell is another Ivy that's been doing a fantastic, fantastic job. The 23 class isn't as, um, isn't as, you know, for me, I haven't seen a lot of these guys um, more than once, so I don't want to speak too much on it. 
but um, it, it, for, at least from what I've seen, I'm not as intrigued by it as the 22 class where you've got you no know, Jack Cascadin, uh, Cas- uh, Garden City High School face-off guy. You've got another Garden City guy, Brendan Staub, defenseman. Uh, you've got J.K. Kelly, another Kelly there coming out of Calvert Hall, but he's a defenseman. Um, you know, a lot of really good players like that. You have got Bowie Horseman and Attackman out of the Hill Academy, uh, who, who I've watched on film multiple times. Uh, this is a, a, a really solid class here in the 22 cycle for Cornell. Um, the 23 class, A.J. Nikolic, uh midfielder out of Malvern Prep. Matthew Tully, uh, goalie out of Noble and Gunnuff School, um, and then Walker Schwartz, who we talked a little bit about earlier at the LSM position. Really only two guys that I've seen a ton of in this class. Uh, but Cornell, uh, from what I've read, from what I've heard about these other guys here, very, very solid players. Sam Leakey, a face-off guy out of Victor. Uh, there, obviously T.D. Irwin from Victor, you know. Another good face-off guy out of there. Uh, Luke Gilmartin, midfielder out of West Hill. I've seen some film of him. Uh, really, really good class there for Cornell. Um, and then the last kind of uh, you know Ivy I want to talk about, and we're going to specifically talk about their 23 class, is Penn. Penn, 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 Penn. Uh, Penn Quakers. This 23 class is highlighted by Leo Hoffman. Uh, Leo Hoffman is one of the top players in the 23 cycle. Um, I pull this page back up here from IL. What is so Penn has the number five class in the 23 cycle. Um, Leo Hoffman, okay, that was correct. He was number he's the number three guy in the country at the midfield position. And we talked about the midfield class for Princeton. Well, this midfield class is even better. Uh, Leo Hoffman, uh, you know, unbelievable player, you know, stood out last year when you watched him at Brunswick, continues to do so. Uh, then you've got Ben Beecham, uh, number 12 player in the country per IL, another five-star for Costa Canyon High School. Um, you know, another California guy heading to the Ivy League. And then Jacob, uh, Pat Paccio, boys Latin uh, midfielder, another, you know, he's a four-star guy, another, you know, just midfielder that can just be a hassle on the offensive end. Uh, Marco Firemender, Fairfield College prep guy who I've, uh, you know, seen multiple times on film, very impressed with his game. Anthony McMullen uh, out of the Hill School there in Pennsylvania. And then Krishan Hunter, uh, who was uh, – out of the Westtown School in Pennsylvania. Uh, really impressed with this this midfield class they've put together in the 23 cycle and what they've been able, uh, the talent they've been able uh, to collect there at that position. Other kind of top 100 guys, you've got David, Davis Provost, uh, attackman out of Calvert Hall. He's the number 31 guy in the class. And then uh, Pasha Hakami, uh, defenseman, out of St. Albans, uh, the LSM out of St. Albans, haven't been able to see him um, except on just highlights, so I don't want to speak too much on him, but uh, another good player there in the class for Penn, and uh, Mike Murphy, his staff, also doing a good job 
on the recruiting trail. Now, I mentioned uh, talk a little Yale. Uh, Yale has been the most consistent Ivy, um, and uh, they've been done a good job, obviously, on the recruiting trail as well. Um, Peter uh, Monahan is the highlight of this class. When, when I look at it here, um, from, from at least from what I've seen, uh, then Hunter uh, Chauvet and Roman uh, Buno, also guys there, uh, Chauvet and Monahan, attackmen out of uh, the Lawrenceville School, and Taft, having seen both of those guys, really, really good pairing there at the attack spot here. Uh, I actually did a commitment analysis piece there uh, on, on on Monahan when he committed. Um, you know his his kind of sheer speed and ability to you know beat his defender, get his hands free, really is kind of what stands out to him. But you know dodges aggressively, isn't afraid of contact, and you know gets the job done. Um, you know whether you know whether that is you know off the dodge, getting past his guy. Um, and, and putting it in on his own or dumping it off to a teammate. Kind of a natural ex-attackman there uh, that Yale is getting. And then Hanno Chauvet, um, a, a, another guy there who's kind of been known for a while there out of Lawrenceville uh, there in New Jersey. Um, Shooting-wise, like, it, unbelievable shooter. Unbelievable shooty, shooter. Lefty, he's a Cleveland Ohio native, um, just and th- that's that's kind of what I can say. His shooting stroke is absolutely phenomenal, and and what you see from him, and and really you watch him, and that that's the first thing that stands out is like the stroke he has, the shot he has, really really good uh, shooter that Yale is getting. So a good pair of attackmen there. Um, that when I look at this class, really stands out to me. Uh, there and Chauvet and uh, Monahan and uh, again I hope I'm saying those names right that's how I've been told to pronounce it but if I'm wrong and you know let me know um, hi right, folks that's that, that's going to do it for today's show went a little bit over then uh, this special show I should should say wanted to be about 15 minutes we went about five six minutes over that but you know hey I could sit here talk recruiting uh, all day with y'all if if we so do so but uh enjoyed answering those questions about kind of what the recent movement's been and then kind of what the uh the ivy league has done we're going to do another one of these i think next week as well i've got some questions about the 24 class some possible uh you know and i don't rank anybody i'm not involved in ranking anybody um you know that's a that, that is a task that uh you know, it is a thankless job, I, I will say that. Um, and it's a difficult job. So I don't like anybody, but uh, been asked kind of, hey, who might be the number one guy in the 24 class uh, multiple times, you know. So we'll talk a little 24 um, on, uh, you know, next week a little bit about kind of, you know, who's stood out thus far. Um, and we might talk a little more 22 class. I've gotten some questions about some of these seniors that were seen and who could possibly make. Uh, big, uh, big, uh, big splash uh, when they step foot on campus. So talk a little more recruiting here in the near future. Uh, do another little special mailbag recruiting episode there. Uh, so as always, thank you for tuning in. You can connect with us on social media at Lacrosse Bucket on Twitter 
Instagram, and Facebook, lacrossebucket.com, where it's always lacrosse season. And uh, recruiting-wise, where you can find a ton of information, have recruiting uh, commitment and decommitment list on the site. Uh, 23 class, we have it by date and by uh, school. So uh, that's, you know, but don't have that for the 22 class. Again, I said I'm not really technically sound on this kind of stuff, but I can I can put together some some tables and make some lists there. So uh, very, uh, you know, been really good since we launched that. Uh, actually, I, those two pages just consistently every day get hundreds, uh, hundreds of views. So uh, really uh, been good for the site since we launched that. All right, folks, have a great rest of the week, and I'll be back here on Thursday with our normal, you know, uh, weekend preview show, but uh, we'll also be back next week, maybe uh, Wednesday again, but maybe another day. We'll we'll see how things work out with another kind of special recruiting show, answering some of the other questions y'all have as well.